Greetings once again, my darklings. Let's keep this quick. Turn the lights down and venture with me into the darkness as I bring you a tale known only as the Wendigo. creature from the mythology of the Native Americans that used to live in the regions of the northeastern United States and southeastern Canada. It's born from pure cannibalism, and its hunger never satisfied. There's a lot of stories surrounding the mysterious 13-mile woods of northern New Hampshire. I've heard stories of hunting parties starving out there and then resorting to cannibalism. There's no telling what happens out there. This story was told to me by my grandfather who had met one of the people involved. The year was 1957. His name, Arnold Watson. He loved to hunt and he loved even more to take long hunting trips in the woods. Of course, he never went alone. He had a couple of old friends that he'd take along, Andy Johnson and Daryl Tremble. He hadn't seen them in years, so they all decided to go on a trip for a week. They had packed up all their stuff hunting rifles, blankets, tents, matches, a week's worth of ammunition and food. The three of them piled into Arnold's Chevy pickup truck. The ride through the winding dirt roads was a long and bumpy one. They were deep into the woods by now. Then, the engine started making clicks and sputtering noises like it was about to break down. It slowed to a stop. Uh, start, goddammit! Arnold said as he banged on the steering wheel. Did you fill her up before we left? Asked Andy. Uh, I must have forgotten. Arnold said as he sighed and sat in the back seat. We might as well make camp near here. I don't want to get too far from the truck. It's getting late. So, they ventured into the woods a bit and found a small clearing near a river where they could set up their tents. It was already getting dark, so they had to start getting a fire going. It had been really, really dark. They couldn't see too far in front of their faces, and they had to start to get a little bit of something to eat, and then, soon, to bed. They slept with their guns at their bedside, just in case. 
They all slept soundly through the night. Arnold was the first to wake. He stood up and stretched, letting out a long yawn. He stepped outside of his tent, rubbing his eyes. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. A bear had come and tossed everything about, and it had eaten mostly all of their food. Arnold ran into his tent, grabbing his firearms, and aimed it at the bear. His running around had already startled the bear, and it had gotten away before Arnold could even get a one shot off. Andy, Daryl, get up. Damn bear's gotten at our food. Andy and Daryl scrambled up. What in the hell are you... Daryl started opening his mouth, but remained silent, seeing the remaining scraps of their food flying, tossed about. Most of the shotgun shells had been thrown into the river, and only a few usable shells remained. Holy shit! What are we going to do now? We ain't got nothing. No food, no ammo, no... He was cut off by Andy. Just keep calm, Daryl. I think there's more ammo back in the truck. And he trailed off. Do you guys remember the way back to the truck? Andy asked nervously. I, I think it's this way. Or, no, this way? Well, it might have been this way said Andy. Daryl smacked his hands to his face. You ain't got no goddamn idea what you're talking about. Daryl and Andy both lunged at each other and they started to wrestle, cursing in between breaths. Hey, 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 stop that. Arnold pulled Daryl off of Andy. We gotta get along. We're in the survival situation now. Ain't no fun in games. We could easily die out here and no one would ever find us. Our best bet would be just to follow the river. Maybe we could find a town or a trading post or something. Daryl snapped. A town? Out here? My ass. We're all alone out here. We'll never find our way out. Andy's always been the weak one. Not very surprising that he'd be the first one to break. They wandered along against the riverbanks. They were cold. They were hungry. Night came, but they didn't stop. Sounds started to come from the woods next to the river, like twigs snapping and leaves crunching. Andy perked right up. What the hell was that? Andy whispered nervously. Probably a rabbit, you wuss. Daryl snapped. Don't be so worrisome. A couple of minutes passed and Andy sat down to rest. I'll just be a minute. You go on without me. You sure? 
Arnold asked. Yet, I won't be long, Andy assured. So, they continued. A blood-curdling scream filled the air Sackford announced later. Daryl! Ah! Help me! The scream cut off quickly to a gurgling sound. And the sound of something eating. Arnold and Daryl ran back along the stream, screaming Andy's name. They heard a snarl and saw the silhouette of a tall, thin, snouted figure with something dripping from its mouth. It growled at them loudly and trotted off into the woods. What in the Lord's name was that? Daryl asked. How am I supposed to know? Strike a match so we can find Andy. Daryl struck a match and then looked in horror. Andy's mangled remains lay on the ground. His face half devoured with his skull showing blood and flesh covering his face. A whole section had been torn from his chest. His ribs were picked clean. His entrails were out and laying all over him, partly eaten from the look of it. His thighs were ravaged. There were parts where his bone was showing through his leg. Worst of all, a horrifying expression was displayed on his face. Like he was frozen in time as soon as he saw the creature. Oh my God! Darrow started mumbling gibberish, curled into a ball, and began to slowly rock back and forth. Why him? Why? Why? He sputtered. Arnold tried to comfort him but he was hysterical. We gotta keep moving, buddy. We both loved him, but it's done now, and we gotta move on. Daryl cut him off. How could you say that? You act like you don't even care about him. I loved him like a brother. You don't even care. You don't even care, you selfish bastard. Daryl lunged at Arnold's throat. He gripped it tightly against the ground. Arnold struggled to get out of his grip. He kneed him in the stomach, and Daryl fell to the ground. Arnold started pounding him in the face. Daryl was helpless. Arnold picked him up and threw his head against the tree. Daryl slumped to the ground, leaving a thick streak of crimson blood going down the tree. His eyes turned black. Crazed with bloodlust. Arnold started chewing on Daryl's left arm, but then he snapped out of it. What, what have I done? He looked at the blood covering his hands. He stayed there with their bodies, not sleeping, just sitting. Sitting there with a blank expression thinking about what he had done. Eventually, Arnold realized his duty was to get back to town and tell people what had happened. He got up and started walking. 
He walked for hours. Then the twig snapping came back and the leaves crunching. He felt warm breath on the back of his neck. He turned around slowly and towering over him was the beast. Glowing yellow eyes, antlers, and a body that seemed half rotted. The rib cage was exposed with rotted flesh in and around it. Blood and flesh dripping from his mouth. His face covered in raw muscles and deep cuts. In areas that weren't rotted, like his back and shoulders, were carpeted in short, patchy, light brown fur. One of his arms was completely rotted to the bone. Arnold screamed and ran, but it leapt and tackled him to the ground. It growled in his face and bit a chunk from his leg. Arnold screamed in agony, trying to escape from under it and squirmed and kicked it until he got free. And then he started to punch it. This only angered it more. It lunged at him once again, but this time Arnold moved out of the way and the beast tumbled into the river. Arnold saw his chance. He tried his best to limp over to the river, but it was a difficult maneuver for him. He tried to recover before falling into the water. Despite the panic, he tackled the beast and pushed all of his weight onto his head, trying to drown it. It snarled under the water and flailed its arms and legs, but Arnold kept his grip. It slowly became weaker and weaker until silence. Arnold sighed in relief and fell on his back onto the riverbank. He rested for a while and tried to move on. He limped through the woods until morning and he found a road. Thank God, he thought. It's almost over. Arnold was on the road for only a short amount of time before a truck came along. It pulled over and a man scrambled out of the vehicle to try to help. Jesus, man, what happened? Arnold replied tiredly. I'll explain soon. Water. A ride. Please. The man looked befuddled. Of course. Of course. Let me help you into the car. Arnold climbed in and took a big, long swig of water from the man's bottle. told his entire story to the man, the same one I had just told you. That man was my grandfather. Arnold was taken to the hospital, but died due to the infection in his leg. 
every once in a while, hunters will come back with stories of hearing loud, blood-curdling screams or similar stories of a cannibalistic beast. Whether they are true or not, there is something lurking in the 13-mile woods. If you ever decide to take a trip there, and you find an old 50s truck or an abandoned campsite, turn back. For God's sake, turn back. And if you don't, God help you. see that you've made it through another story. Did you manage to keep the lights off? Or did you have to reassure yourself that you were alone? That that noise you heard was nothing at all? That that shadow was really just a shadow? I don't blame you. Sometimes your mind can play terrible tricks on you. Well then, good night and sleep tight. Oh, and don't let the Wendigo bite. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,